You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Teach Me the Bible podcast. My name is Tim Webb here with David Klingler, and we're so excited you're with us today. Uh, along with each of our episodes, I want to remind everyone that we offer a study guide for continued growth, and you can get the study either by downloading the Teach Me the Bible app or by visiting our website at teachmethebible.com. And David, when they visit our website, they also have opportunity for daily devotionals that you've done, uh, Tuesday through Friday, blog posts, and also Q&A. And so I want to remind them to interact with you on those questions. I know uh, we have new listeners, viewers who, they have some really great questions, just new students to the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very thankful for that. Also, while we're, before we get into this, as we're moving through 1 Timothy, one of the things that has encouraged me through the years, because I, I went into the pastoral ministry really not having the foundation I needed in the Word, so I was playing catch-up. And Paul's letter to Timothy, and really all of his epistles, specifically, if I can talk this morning, specifically First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus, these were the ones that I hung out in just because of yeah. the structure. So. Yep. I'm really, I'm really thankful that we're walking through this, and I want to encourage our pastors who are out in the mission field, uh, young pastors who maybe feel like they're playing catch-up. Uh, I want to welcome them and, and ask them to interact with us regularly. And as we continue to walk through this, I know my hope is that we can continue to look for new ways to encourage pastors because they need it. So, yeah, absolutely. But we've done our overview, and we're going to— dive into this letter. So uh, help us get back on track. Well, uh, so Paul is not one to um, pull punches or mince words. So I like he, he's direct, right? <laughs> he's like direct. <laughs> and and so whenever we teach, uh, um, you know, Paul's epistles, you get into some places where our culture says that's just not acceptable. We're not right. doing that. And so, uh, and, and we're going to run into a couple of those places in, in this letter as well. And and we're going to have to explain some things, and we'll do the best that uh, that we can. But uh, but uh, Paul is is writing to to Timothy. Timothy's a uh, a young pastor. I mean, he's he's uh, he's been left, and this is in verse three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, left in Ephesus. Uh, um, Paul says, "I urged you upon my departure from Macedonia, remain on in Ephesus." Now, um, um, you know, so so here's a young pastor. And Paul's encouraging him uh, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, you know hang in there, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, and so you know off we go. And um, but it's not like Timothy has no training. I mean, he's been hanging around right. out with been Paul, so right. <laughs> he's been in seminary. Right? Uh, he's been living it. I mean, seminary been walking, on the go. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so Paul begins. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus. Who is our hope? Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ Jesus, our hope. And um, I don't want to just blow right past that. So often we begin a, a letter and we just kind of skim through the introduction, skim through the greeting. Mm-hmm. But um, but usually uh, as you get more experienced in reading these epistles, Paul, Paul will say things right at the beginning that are central mm-hmm. to the book. Christ Jesus, our hope. Mm-hmm. Um 
boy, in our world today, we put our hope in a lot of stuff. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's always the temptation. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> and you want to get out of struggle. And, and, you know, sometimes our hope is just, you know, I just don't want any drama today. I don't want any <laughs> problems today. <laughs> and, and, and as a pastor, you can say, amen, right? <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, just, you know, where do you find your hope? Where, where, mm-hmm. uh, Christ is our hope. And he, and mm-hmm. Paul reminds Timothy that right up front uh, to Timothy. Uh, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. My true child in the faith. This is going to tie into his second letter as, uh, as well. Paul's going to remind Timothy that Timothy is his child. And, and uh, just as his mother and grandmother had have raised Timothy in the Word and so also Paul has raised Timothy in the Word, and uh, and the reason why Paul left Timothy in Ephesus, he says, "I urge you on my departure from Macedonia to remain on at Ephesus in order that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor pay attention to myths, endless genealogies which give rise rise to mere speculation, um, uh, rather." than the administration of God, which is by faith. <clears throat> so by faith. Now, teach strange doctrines. You know, th- this goes all over the place. But mm-hmm. but Paul's ex- going to explain what these strange doctrines are and the people that are, are there causing the problems. He says, verse 5, For the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a severe, uh, s- sincere faith for some straying from these, straying from a pure heart mm-hmm. and a good conscience. And that conscience thing, he's going to, mm-hmm. a clear conscience, a good conscience, he's going mm-hmm. to refer to all through this book okay. in a sincere faith. For straying from these things uh, have turned aside to fruitless discussions, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they're saying or the matters about which you make such confident assertions. Now, let's stop for a minute and and kind of think back. Because when we talk about, um, you know, uh, different uh, myths and endless genealogies and and the teachers of the law, uh, we, we kind of blow right past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the first century, uh, this was the problem. The, the problem was uh, that you had these these you know these Pharisees. Some of them had believed. This is Acts chapter fifteen. Mm-hmm. Pharisees had believed the gospel, uh, but they were teaching that the Gentiles had to be circumcised and keep the law. And so, so how does the law? And faith fit together, mm-hmm. and, and this is Paul's. This is really Paul's ministry. On the one hand, he's teaching the Gentiles, "You're saved by grace through faith." On the, you know, so you know, it's kind of like he's he's got his sword and you know teaching the one. And on the other hand, he's got his sword fighting right, these the, these, the, these uh, other uh, folks who are teaching. Uh, not only the the Jews, he, he's fighting against the Jews who are teaching that this whole Jesus thing is is wrong, mm-hmm. but he's also teaching. Against these folks who have believed the gospel, but are teaching, it's the gospel plus works of the law. It's, okay. it's they have to be circumcised. They have to keep the law. And so when he's talking about deserting the faith, um, uh, or uh, um, they have uh, uh, rejected the faith, or or suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith, uh, he's talking about these folks who have been led back astray. Uh, from faith back to law keeping, okay. right? And so, so Timothy, here's going to be your fight. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be here, and you're going to be fighting against not only the Jews uh, who are teaching that you're wrong, but inside the church, you're going to be uh, you're going to have to guard against people who are teaching it's faith plus law, okay. strange doctrines, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to pay attention to myths and, this, and this endless. It's going to be constant for him. Yes, it's going okay. to be constant. It's going to be relentless, mm-hmm. and they're going to wear you out. And they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. they absolutely do. Because the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart. Now, what the law does uh, is the law elevates. Uh, the law uh, causes hatred. Um, uh, listen to what Paul says. I skip down a little bit to what Paul says about himself. I think, uh, this is in verse 12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful to put me into service even though I formerly was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent and ag- aggressor. Now, wh- what was Paul before he came to faith? He was a Pharisee. Pharisee. He was, mm-hmm. uh, yet I was shown mercy because I acted Ignorantly in unbelief, he calls what he was uh, as a Pharisee his former it, life uh, uh, unbelief. Mm-hmm. He acted in unbelief, but the grace of our Lord uh, was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I was the foremost of all. So we, we got to connect all this. Mm-hmm. So Paul is. A, He's a Pharisee. He was a mm-hmm. teacher of the law, uh, and it caused strife and persecution, and he blasphemed against the Lord, uh, and he acted in unbelief with lack of faith uh, and, uh, and with no love. Mm-hmm. And so the goal of our instruction, Paul's going to say in, in verse 5, is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Because what the law does, the problem's not with the law. He's mm-hmm. going to say it actually uh, in the very... Uh, next few verses. For some, straying from these, have turned aside to fruitless discussions, wanting to be teachers of the law, mm-hmm. even they don't understand either what they're saying or the matters about which they make such certain uh, assertions. But we know the law is good if it's used lawfully. Mm-hmm. The, the goal of the law was to uh, to point out your sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we realize the fact that the law was not made for the righteous man. Um, you know, the law... You don't need the law if the righteous man loves the Lord and loves and his brother. Out of his heart and doing yeah. what is right. Um, but it's for the lawless, the rebellious, the ungodly, the sinners, the unholy, the unprofane, those who kill fathers and mothers, immoral men, homosexuals, kidnappers, liars, perjurers, whatever else is contrary to sound teaching. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, with which I have been entrusted. Now, <clears throat> we're not saying the law. Paul's not saying the law is bad or evil. Far from it. We tend to we tend to put it in that category. <clears throat> Say the law is, is bad. The law mm-hmm. is evil. The law is hard. You can't keep. The, no, no, no. Uh, the law is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm nineteen. The law is perfect. Mm-hmm. It restores the soul. It gives sight to the eyes. Um, it, it is more precious than gold. It is sweeter than honey. Mm-hmm. For by it your servant is warned. Mm-hmm. Right, and so. Uh, we, we often, you know, and, and Israel did it too. This is what Paul's going to argue with the Romans. What what the Gentiles do without the law, the Jews did with the law. They, they just created a God in their own image, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A God that's harsh, judgmental, self-elevating, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's not a God of love. That, that's not a God of, of sacrifice. And, and so the goal of our instruction is love. So when you recognize you've been given mercy, then you, you give it. And then this comes from... 
from from uh, from faith, and so th- this leads to to grace. Uh, the gospel is a gospel of grace, of of mercy, and of peace. Mm-hmm. Verse two. Uh, so don't you forget this, Timothy. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is all just kind of packed in here, so tight together. Right. And so, <clears throat> so Paul says that you know uh, th- these things are are that that the law points out. Uh, therefore, the 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 unrighteous man, so he would recognize that he's a sinner. According to the glorious gospel of our blessed God, with which I have been entrusted, and, and then he, you know, the passage we just read. I thank my God that uh, mm-hmm. who has strengthened me because he's considered me faithful, putting me right. into service. Think about that. Uh, you know, uh, even though I, well, I mean, if you say, okay, who was the biggest enemy of the church during Paul's day? Well. Maybe you could put a few people ahead of Paul. We don't, but I tell you what, Paul's pretty He's quick. Up in that first class. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. you get down to Paul pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer of God, right. a blasphemer of Christ, a, a persecutor of the church, a violent aggressor, mm-hmm. and I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. Now, um, if He's shown mercy and He acted ignorantly in, in unbelief, then how ought Timothy to respond to uh, men who are doing the same thing that Paul did. Well, you know, he mm-hmm. needs to, uh, to you know, endure with them and, uh, you know, set them aside, correct them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even though they want to be teachers of the law, they, mm-hmm. they stray from these things. But uh, again, I mean, his goal, instruction, is love. And so he's going to instruct <clears throat> and work with these people. Because of the love, because of the mercy and the grace and that's the, right. you know, yeah. the compassion the that's Lord has right. shown. So, yeah. Yep, that's right. Um, and so, Timothy, don't you forget this. It is mm-hmm. a trustworthy statement mm-hmm. deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save good people. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> to save sinners, among whom I am the foremost of all. Uh, and Paul recognizes it. So, uh, so yet for this reason, I found mercy in order that uh, in me as the foremost, the foremost offender, the foremost persecutor, the foremost aggressor, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his perfect patience. There's a word that every pastor, every believer, every <laughs> dad, every mom, every yeah. friend needs to camp out on. Uh, the Lord has been patient towards you. you. You be patient towards others. As an example... For the man, man, this is hard. Yes, well, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's not hard to understand. It, no, it's uh, but, easy to understand. Again, we started out as a pastor. This is why I camped out here, you know, yes. early on because, man, and it's easy to it's, forget it's, this. It's, yes. You know, so the, yes. how, how what, you know how many days you need to read this every day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found mercy in order that in me the foremost, the foremost, what the mm-hmm. foremost persecutor, blasphemer, a violent aggressor. Who acted ignorantly? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was the dumbest guy. The you know, <laughs> um, the I was the most wrong of anyone. Mm-hmm. Yet uh, for this reason, I found mercy. I received it in mm-hmm. order that in me, as the foremost, Christ Jesus might demonstrate His perfect patience. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> just good. Mm-hmm. As an example for those who would believe in Him, as an example. Uh, so. Uh, well, does God forgive murders? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me an example? Uh, Paul? Mm-hmm. <laughs> does he give forgive blasphemers? Yep. yep. Can you give me an example? Uh, Paul? How about violent aggressors? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. In fact, uh, we we learn from uh, from Galatians, from from Acts that that Paul he wasn't just a he was like the you know the the hitman. Yeah, he was a go get him guy. <laughs> yeah, go get him, kill him all. Eager, right? eager, yeah. And he he said, oh yeah, yeah. And Send me to another place. Proved zealous for his, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that he was going to go First persecute cause. the church and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, if the Lord can forgive Paul, mm-hmm. then then Paul says that this would be an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal. Invisible, the only God, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This command I entrust to you, Timothy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's just good. Slow down and let those sink yeah, in, right? Right. My son, this this I entrust to you, my son. Um, that that true child language there mm-hmm. in the beginning. Now start, uh, you know. You can just feel the passion that's coming out of these <clears throat> these words as they come from Paul's pen, written to Timothy, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may fight the good fight. Now, um, I think we misunderstand, or we don't see, you're in a fight. Mm-hmm. I remember I tell this story, we were back in, in, uh, in Oakland and uh, in the NFL, and the head coach said, you know— um, he was reminding the team, y'all are in a in a battle. I mean, men can and do lose their lives and livelihoods playing this game. And I remember thinking, well, you know, it's kind of a bit of mm-hmm. overstatement. I, you know, not too many men lose their lives playing this this game. And you know, we saw one close this year mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. But but I sat and, and thought about that, and I thought, you know, but in the military, that's certainly true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had friends in the military, and and. Uh, you know they're playing a game of mortality, right? The right. the uh, the stakes of 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 military life is life and death, uh, and so because the stakes are that high, uh, the training, the rigor that is commanded. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go to training camp in the NFL. Right. It's you know there's there's extreme rigor commanded because you're in a battle. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a physical battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a, a physical battle to mortality, right? To, right. to the death. Uh, but when you go to training camp in the military, this this life. You wake and death. every day. Wake yeah. up every day. Thinking, yeah, and so you are you under training because you recognize you're going into the battle. And then I was sitting, and I was thinking about the church, and I thought, you know, um, we're in a much bigger battle with mm-hmm. much bigger consequences. Right. This is eternal stakes. This That's isn't right. just mortality, life and death. This is life and death eternal. Uh, at the stake, and we act like we're not in a battle at all, oh. and and there's no training at all. Yeah, there's no right. rigor at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying the the battle couldn't be bigger, mm-hmm. uh, the stakes couldn't be higher, and sometimes it seems like the training couldn't be less. Mm-hmm. That we just think that somehow we're just going to walk in there, and you know, everything's going to fall at our feet, and it's all going to go well. That's well, just the, not. The, and so the, the reality of that statement comes comes to light years later uh, when the sorrow of the parents and they see their children reject the faith yeah. and go out into the world and uh, and they don't embrace this faith and live it. Yeah. So you know, Paul's going to say our, our, our struggle is, relationship. is not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. But against powers and principality, and we, we go well. You know, you may have heard that voice or that verse, but 
But no, our, our struggle is an eternal struggle, mm-hmm. and the consequences are huge. Yeah. Uh, and lives and eternities so are at stake. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so Paul's reminding Timothy, th- this command, in light of the fact that God saves sinners and there's no hope in the law, and, and I've entrusted this uh, to I entrust this to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies. You fight the good fight, mm-hmm. keeping the faith and a good conscience. Uh, fight the fight. Keep the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Now, what what is that? Well, they've gone back to, uh, there's one set of antagonists here. They're going back to wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they don't understand Mm -hmm. the things they're saying or the matters about which they make such confidence assertions. And and, uh, among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered over to Satan— that they may be taught not to blaspheme. Now, Paul's, th- this is going to remind us of first, this happens over here in 1 Corinthians. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've turned him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his soul might be saved. Um, uh, and so, you know, here, if you go back to law keeping, if you start to um, become a false teacher, and and this is why Paul sends Timothy to, to Ephesus, that you may guard the church from strange doctrines. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, you don't want to be uh, engaged in in uh, blasphemy. And so so Paul's serious about mm-hmm. this. Uh, he's willing to turn someone over to um, physical death so that their soul might be saved, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so among these, he, he's going to say, and this Alexander guy, you're, you're going to watch this Alexander guy. He's going to show up in, in 2 Timothy as well. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he's going to, Cause Paul much harm. I mean, uh, you know. So, uh, so don't be shocked mm-hmm. when people violently oppose what you're teaching, Timothy. Now, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it appears that in between First Timothy and Second Timothy, that Timothy is just they wear him down, and that happens so often right. uh, in the pastorate, and so often in the faith. You just get tired, and you mm-hmm. you lose. Hope, or or maybe better, you you focus your hope in the wrong place, and and so mm-hmm. Paul, right from the beginning, right, he reminds Timothy where his hope is. His mm-hmm. hope is in Christ. Right. It's not in the law. It's not in being happy. Uh, y- y- your hope is in Christ, and you're in a fight. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're not. Right. And so uh, those are great words for Timothy. They're great words for us. Mm-hmm. We're in a fight, right. uh, an eternal fight. And it's a fight that has been going on since the fall, and it will continue long right. past. If, uh, you know, if the if the Lord doesn't return, it will return long after we're until the Lord returns. Right. Uh, and uh, and so we need to recognize as believers where our hope is, why we need to stick to our faith, yeah. and the fact that we're in a fight. You know, at this point, I, I really would like first to encourage these young pastors who come into the ministry and they think, man, I'm going to learn the Word, I'm going to teach the Word, and because we're teaching the Word, people are going to be drawn to this, and we're going to build a great big church and doing ministry, and life's going to just roll right along. And I think many times we set our pastors up to fail because we don't remind them of this fight. We don't, even what what you're preaching this past Sunday in chapter 4, Genesis 4. Yep. You know, (laughs) there's just two sides here. And you're either on the one side for the Lord or the other, Team Satan. Exactly. And so I think we yeah. we need to remind our pastors that this is the life we have chosen. Mm-hmm. And even your closest friends, mm-hmm. your family members, things, mm-hmm. the ones that you think 
uh, are least likely to to turn on you, mm-hmm. don't be surprised. Yeah, don't a- be surprised. every believer, every believer, all right. who desire to live godly in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus will be persecuted. persecuted. Count on mm-hmm. it. Why is that? Because you're in a fight. That's right. Uh, and so, don't you forget it. Now, um, don't let that tear you down or discourage mm-hmm. you. Uh, this, this is Paul's words here to Timothy are not to discourage him. Right. To say, Timothy, let me just let you be clear-eyed about what you're going into, right. Right? right? So that you remember where your hope is and what you're engaged in and what the stakes are. And so we can say well, that for every say, I mean, yeah, I would say even with what Paul said here in chapter one, where strength comes from. Absolutely. I'm just saying, just remember, pastor, your strength doesn't come from yes. your flock. Yep. You're a shepherd. Um, strength comes from the Lord, from the word. And so, and joining, and again, that instruction, that warning is to make you aware, be on the alert. So I, I just, I'm constantly, I guess maybe because I've been a pastor for quite some time, um, I just want to encourage our pastors to stay strong in the fight. This is, it's worth it. It is worth it. It's for the king. Going all the way back to verse 1, who put Paul into the service. That's who we're doing this for. Yep. That's who we're doing this for. And and the reason why Paul is encouraging Timothy as the pastor is because Timothy's going to have to encourage the flock. Yep. Uh, And so... What's true for the goose is true for the gander. That's What's right. true for That's Paul right. is true for Timothy. The hope of Paul is the hope of mm-hmm. Timothy. The hope of Timothy is the hope of the church at Ephesus. Yeah. It's the it's the hope of the church, right? And so be encouraged today. Yeah. Well, thank you, David, for today. And I'm looking forward to our, our next conversation as we continue on. So thank you, everyone, for listening and being a part of Teach Me the Bible podcast today. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.